Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Politics Done Right. I am your host, Egberto Williams. This is the progressive program that will take the mystery out of politics. This is the program that will encourage you to make sure government becomes we the people. Whether you are liberal, conservative, or otherwise, you get to air your point of view. Remember, you can also send me a tweet to E-G-B-E-R-T-O-W-I-L-L-I-E-S. That is... I am Egberto Williams. Let us engage. It is politics done right. One, two, three, four. Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of politics done right. I'm Egberto Williams, your host. Today we're going to have another great show. And why are we going to have a great show? Because you are here. We are going to have a great show talking about the legitimacy of Donald Trump. I sort of going to be an, an appendage to the program that we did on KP. FT 90.1 FM in Houston last uh, last Thursday, where we spoke about the undemocratically illegitimate president that is Donald Trump. But most importantly, what I want to do today is I want to cover what can we do as individual citizens to mitigate that we are going to be effectively, effective immediately, be or effective on on January 20th, be governed by an illegitimate president, the president that does not have not near the majority of the country in, in, in his favor, not near the majority of the country voted for him, not near the majority of the country or in line with the policies that he is allowing the, the head of the House, Ron Paul, to make. It's time for the weekly blog post. There was a very interesting exchange today on uh, yesterday on CNN with Angela Rye and Kaylee McKinney, one of the stooges uh, for Donald Trump. And I think it's important that I kind of just pass this along because I loved her gumption. I loved how she went ahead and stuck it to the folks in there because right now, like I said, they are normalizing Trump. They are giving Trump the impression, they're giving folks the impression that Trump is normal. That what Trump is doing is okay. So I wrote this this morning, and it goes as follows. I had arrived. This is the best job in this segment, as she not only questioned the legitimacy of the Trump presidency, but correctly pointed out why it must be considered. CNN hosts Angela Rye and Kelly McKinney went at it over the legitimacy of Donald Trump's presidency. Right outline why, as McKinney did what, what they do best, objected, and she said as follows. I have to address this delegitimizing point, Angela Wright said. Donald Trump's election, in my mind, is far from legitimate. John, are you there now? Can you hear me, Egberto? Yeah, it seems like you came in twice, and, and I guess it hangs, it has you hung up on one without hanging out. But anyhow, go ahead, my friend. Yeah, uh, okay. The reason I, I called is because I'm having a hard time hearing you. I mean, uh, oh. I called back. So I'm having okay. a hard I, – I, I can hear you, though. So, I mean, it's just okay. it's just not – I don't hear you very well. But what, I can hear you. Is it about, like, internet problems or what? Excuse me? Is it, yeah, is it's, it an internet? Yeah, it's a, it's a technical issue. I mean, I – Okay, great. But I, no, I can't no, hear no, you. No, so no, so no, let no, me make no, my no, point. Go ahead. 
Okay, so, you know, I feel what you're doing, uh, and also I talked to Sam Cedar about 10 minutes of this, is a distraction. What you're, when you keep talking about the Electoral College, you're distracting from the real issues, which would, should be protecting the ACA, protecting Medicare, protecting Medicaid, protecting Social Security, uh, trying to, to thwart uh, Trump's uh, nominees. That's what mm-hmm. we should be focusing on. You're focusing. I got to stop you right there because I want to qualify something that I think is very important. Uh, in your purity, I think you're missing what I'm doing here. And when I say I, I'm talking about intellectual purity, here's what I'm talking about here. I don't think we can talk about only Medicare, Medicaid, and what they're doing to decimate it. Okay, well, so did four other presidents in our history also. So, I mean, this is this is nothing new. I mean, was Angela Rye saying after Obama won, won twice, you know, that it wasn't a legitimate uh, election? I mean, you know, it, it, it's this is this is sour grapes. This is you're 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 not focusing on the real issues. You're you're focusing on something that can, can really uh, is extremely hard to change. And if you're talking about this compact, which is also uh, ridiculous, this compact no, with these democratic exactly. states. Can I make can I make my point? Can I can I talk? Can I speak? I will let you make your point, but I but you're making. The reason I'm stopping you is you're making it on a false premise. I do not support, uh, or I am not one of those that are trying to attempt to make the Electoral College uh, get rid of uh, Donald Trump. I think that would, if that occurs, I think that creates a bigger problem. So that is not where I'm at. And it seems based on what you just said, that you are believing that I am somehow in that faction. That's not what I'm trying to do. I am not trying to do that, nor did I. If you, you would never see me. You have never heard me attempt to do that. Again, I'm saying it is important that within the hearts and minds of Americans that they do believe or they do realize the reality that he is undemocratically illegitimate. But continue, my friend. Okay. Well, I mean, I, you know, I just think that we should we should you know fight against Trump just for. Because we don't agree with his philosophy, we don't we don't think he's fit for office. We don't think that uh, he has the mental capacity to perform the the duties of the office, and that we we don't like his policies. And so I think that that I mean, if as far as illegitimacy, I mean I don't I don't think he's illegitimate. I just think I don't like his policies. And I also think that he should be impeached if he doesn't divest to the emoluments clause. And it's good to see Senator Warren and four other senators uh, writing up legislation that, uh, you know, it's probably a long shot that, Repu- that the uh, Republican senators are going to deal with this. But, what, I mean, I, again, I don't want to speak about this, but I too long because I think that the real issues are more important, but uh, I, I just don't, don't consider this this illegitimacy point uh, a valid point. I mean, he did win the Electoral College. That's the only measure that we, we uh, uh, elect a president, and so now we have to fight him uh, and, and try to, to mitigate the damages. And no. so, uh, but, I, I mean, I thought... Go ahead. I'm sorry. 
I mean, I thought before that you did agree with with the whole idea of the compact. Uh, Never did. So I not once. Okay. You, you wouldn't find any. You wouldn't find anything that I've written. You wouldn't find anything that I've said that ever said that I'm I'm supporting a compact. In fact, my my mailbox is filled with it. And I there's one particular item I did sign, the very first one that came out long time ago, and, and it's some somebody simply asked a favor. To sign that but thereafter i've written about it and in fact you heard somebody on on um on kpft called in and really rebuked me for not supporting it so i mean um so yeah but but here's the deal and and this is piggybacking off of what you're saying john and i think it's important for our audience to see it as well and is if you accept that he is legitimate and that he won the election under all the rules etc 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 then it is hard to fight that he wants to change direction. If you believe that this was a change election, then it's hard to fight the changes that he's making. That is, you know, and that is that is what I want to build on. I want to build why on. Why is it hard? Let me tell you why it's hard. Because assuming that he, assuming that one, the country wanted change, as he said, uh, and as a lot of the media is pointing out now, which isn't true. Assuming that the elect that that uh, he won the election legitimately, which uh, we believe, many of us believe that uh, all the shenanigans that took place, the voter suppression, not one particular issue, but things like the voter suppression in the particular states. We had the Pennsylvania uh, uh, senators, or uh, uh, I think it was the uh, Pennsylvania Secretary of State or Senator who said the reason they the reason they are going to win Pennsylvania several years ago was because and this was during the Romney uh, election was because they implemented uh, voter suppression in such a manner to to give him the election. I mean, this isn't even something somebody asked him specifically. He he rec- he actually said that. So we have instances where in all these different states, voter suppression had a marginal effect. We know that the FBI had a marginal effect. We had all, and, and, and that's why I liked what some of what Angela Rai was saying. We can itemize the sum total of deltas that were that 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 questions the legitimacy of of, of uh, Trump based on actual illegalities. Let's say of, uh, and and I don't want to get too much into this because these are things that we cannot go out there and say you're going to go to jail for that, or you're going to go to jail for that, or anything like that. But all these other issues were instrumental in that. $80,000 majority in three states that instituted voter repression under uh, Republican governorships. So we have to be honest about that. Now, however, that's not what the mainstream media is spinning. The mainstream media, and this is why we are here, and this is why I'm pushing back somewhat on you as far as talking about illegitimacy, and I think it's important. If what the media is putting out of being a change election, if what the media is putting out of him being elected appropriately. If, what the media, if all these issues that the media is putting out is true, then it doesn't matter how much we fight against the changes they make for Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, and Obamacare, because he can then legitimately say, well, the people voted for a change and I'm giving them what they voted for. That's not the narrative we want. We want the real narrative, and that is you are making changes in and above what the people asked you to do because the people, the vast majority of the people don't want it, neither in polls, neither in actual votes. And that's the reason why I push this particular subject, not in lieu of the things that you know we need to speak about, but along with the reason, but along with the things we need to speak about. Because 
we, we cannot allow the counter narrative to be, you're just what you called me, a sour loser. And it's not that I'm a sour loser at all. No, I didn't I say sour loser. It. I said sour grapes. Sour grapes, yes. <laughs> you know what I mean, sour grapes. And, 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 that is what, um, and that is what I don't want to go out, John. I want us to fight for these policies, the policies you are talking about, but I want to fight it with, with the American people behind us saying, yes, this is not what we voted for. No, you do not have the authority. Now, look how the Tea Party worked. Obama won in landslides, real landslides. Obama won in his, with historic numbers that no other president has ever won by, in absolute numbers, that is, of course. But um, historical numbers, nobody has yet approached Obama's numbers. And yet, they attempted, not they attempted, they delegitimized him. I am saying we have reason to do that to Donald Trump. And I think it is our civic duty it is our civic duty, those of us who care about real Americans out there, to delegitimize him because he is undemocratically illegitimate. Folks, the telephone number is 646-929-2495. If you want to be a counter to John or come in and talk about, uh, you know, entertain us here with uh, some of your wisdom. Again, that number is 646-929-2495. Before I go back to you, John, let me see what few of the people have been saying here on uh, Facebook Live, we have uh, Donald Trump said he would get health care. These are people on Facebook. Uh, Krista Cahill said Donald Trump said he would get uh, would get health care for all Americans that would be better than the Affordable Care Act. I would really love to see him do that, though. Um, the, on, the only other option we really have uh, are one or two in two steps. One, to have a public option that forces uh, competition in every single one of the uh, of the markets around the country, which ain't going to happen on the Republicans, or a single-payer system, which ain't going to happen on the Republicans. So therefore, the only solution to Obamacare is really Obamacare. They wanted a market-based healthcare system. Obamacare is a market-based healthcare system. As John and I both will attest to you, market-based healthcare system do not work for very specific reasons. When you are sick, and at the time that you need help, you don't get a chance to really do a hell of a lot of shopping around. And not only do you, and, and, ins- and once you are, tie yourself to an insurance company, you are tied to the insurance company. You have very little shopping around ability. The market does not work in healthcare. They're lying to American citizens. So anything they come up with, anything they were to come up with would look a hell of a lot like Obamacare. I mean, we were there for the fights back in the 2009. And I'm telling you, Every, everything in Obamacare is causal because we have a market system with a whole bunch of independent payers with an drug, unruly drug, uh, drug, um, drug industry that, that we don't get to negotiate with. There's a whole lot there. It's, uh, the problem is this. We have to explain how things work, which is a lot easier than just saying Obamacare doesn't work. You know, and that is a problem that progressives have. Explaining to the American people how things work is very difficult. Another problem progressives have is that they undermine Americans' willingness to accept reality or to be told the truth because the first time we get a pushback that we have a tendency to say, oh, those people are low information or those people are stupid or those people are X, Y, Z, you have to be able to communicate with people. And that's what we're trying here. You know, that is what we're trying. We're trying to have 
in fact, if you see a lot of the blogs that I write, some people will say the other day when, when Kanye went to uh, to meet Donald Trump, I thought it was a lousy story. I knew that I knew this media was going to jump on it. But you know why the media jump on it? Because the average American citizen is going to be looking at that. They're, they're going to see Kanye Trump. Hey, let me look at that. So what did I do? I wrote a blog about Kanye and, and Trump, but also within the blog, I used the blog as a, what, I, what would I call it, as a, as a Trojan horse, right? I used the blog of Kanye and Donald Trump to, to bring in some other issues for people to read. And it's like, you know, he meets Kanye and by the way, X, Y, Z. So if you take a look at the similar, you know, so I try to do some enlightenment within the prose of the blog that I'm writing about the Kanye and as well give them deterministic information that they can go from. I am not trying to uh, bring uh, those people to me. I'm trying to go to those people where they are. And I think that is one of the biggest problems that we have with liberals, with progressives. A lot of times we are very high mighty in the way we, we think. I mean, we're right. Don't get me wrong. The policies that we support can generally be proven mathematically right, socially right. But in, when those people who've been indoctrinated otherwise don't agree with us, our, most of our first instinct is to, they're stupid, they are low information, or why are they hurting themselves? Look, I say that sometimes and I try to catch myself. Because we have, if we really want change, we have to go where they are. We have to be able to have them listen. There are times that I temper what I'm saying, uh, not because I am some sort of a softy or anything like that, but you try to meet them where they are. John, you want to add anything to that? Yeah, I just, yeah, uh, I just as far uh, as the ACA, uh, uh, you know, I, you know, one I, thing about one thing it is, is, you know, Susan Collins didn't vote for the the uh, bill that that uh, Obama vetoed, and so uh-huh. they only have 51 votes right now. So I mean, it's just a matter of of uh, moving two votes, and it won't two pass votes. in the Senate. Yeah, and then that's right. just for reconciliation. I'm going to be at a protest at John Cornyn's office on Tuesday. Uh, here in San Antonio, and uh, so I'm going to be, you know, continually protesting. And what I'm hoping isn't going to happen is they're going to strike with all of these uh, kind of Alec type precision. You know, Alec's motive is to mm-hmm. actually not talk about a lot of bills. You know, in, in even though they have talked about it to some degree, but I mean, is to actually. Uh, in other words, what they could do is actually repeal the ACA, repeal, uh, you know, uh, turn Medicare into a voucher system, and have that ready on Trump's desk to sign. And so I I'm hoping that's, that's not going to. Gonna... Well, we'll see. I mean, we'll see. We'll, uh, I mean, a lot more people, as, as you know, the weeks go on, a lot more people in the press are t- uh, are talking about, mostly on the internet. Unfortunately, not on cable channels. But mm-hmm. on the internet, they're talking more about how the insurance uh, co- uh, companies are going to collapse under the ACA. Yes. In fact, one thing under – I did see a Republican uh, strategist on MSNBC talking about we really need to think about this before we do this and was talking about how the rhetoric about uh, always uh, saying Obamacare was so bad – you know, is going to come to bite us. And so the, my point is, is there will be a political payback to this. Right. And I, I mean, of course, I mean, of course, 
it, a lot of this is going to depend on how much, how long they delay it. Are they going to delay it two years? Are they going to delay it three years? But the actual collapsing of the insurance is going to happen probably right away because you know through reconciliation they can actually uh, take away the taxes on people right. making over two hundred thousand dollars. So they want to take that way. I mean, they want to talk to their donor base. So their right. donor base, those those. Uh, uh, taxes are going to go away immediately. So how are they going to fund the ACA and all these subsidies with without that those taxes? And, and that's so what I, I think. think they're willing, I, I think John. I think remember what I said in the beginning of the show. I don't know if you were here talking about the Reagan pop. I think they are willing. Look, and, and this is this is the scary part for me, right? We're concerned about. We, we thought 2018 is going to come. He's going to mess up real bad, and by 2018. We're just going to clean house. Then I, I told people, let's remember Reagan now, okay? I don't think that's what's going to happen at all. I think what's going to happen is he's going. there's a good chance that they can go ahead and cut this, and they can go ahead and not go ahead and kill the subsidies for the people in the short term because they're willing to deficit spend for their purposes. So they will deficit spend as long as it takes for them to, to, to wield as much power as they need to wield. The problem is whether the economy in the long run, we know in the short term it could cooperate with them, but whether in the long run the economy will continue to cooperate with them, it did. It, it cooperated quite a bit for Reagan, and that's where we got the Reagan mystique. I, I don't know if you read, I, I, my, my main post on Daily Coast two weeks ago was Donald Trump could be the next Ronald Reagan. Everybody, a lot of people scoffed, and then some people said, oh my God, you know what? That could be truth, and that the reason why is just as well as he could crater uh, with the policies, I could see the policies working. And why is it working? Because it would be a policy of charades. In other words, what he would be doing is he would be given the policies that he spoke about to the rich folk and given the policies that he spoke about to the poor folk. In other words, um, that's, that's what would happen in the short term. In other words, I repeal Obamacare. Whoa, everybody's happy. But Obamacare continues to work for the next two, three years so that he gets reelected. And my God, when the other term comes in, then we start to go ahead and do the deselection, the real, real privatizing of um, Obamacare, where we, we start to allow cheap insurance that really does absolutely nothing. You know, the insurance that you pay $50 a month for, and when you figure out that, the, oh, my God, when I get sick, I, 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 you know, go back, in other words, to the way things were before with caps and women paying more for insurance and, uh, and, and, and birth control being optional. Uh, we could see all of this come back after the midterms, after his reelection in 2020. And that's my concern. I can see a strong government, a strong Trump uh, economy based on whether they deficit spend as they, as they create the tax cuts. Because we know from a macroeconomics point of view, tax cuts to wealthy people do not make an economy better. We know that. We know that. I mean, okay. and if, Go ahead. All right. Uh, th my main counter to that is that you know yesterday uh, it was reported that that Trump named this guy Mick Mulvaney, who's a Tea Party you know Freedom Caucus guy, who is a budget hawk. And so I, I just don't. And also Trump on the on the stump has always has talked consistently about. Uh, the twenty trillion dollars in debt that America is, and, and so, uh, so I just don't think that. I mean, 
Did he? I, I do think he's going to increase the 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 military spending. Uh, I, you know, I think that there could be a contradiction. I mean, I think it's possible, but from the people that he seems to be appointing and what, from the way he talked on the stump, it, this doesn't seem like it's going to correlate. I think what he's going to do is, is just make more cuts to the show social safety net, increase military spending, but try to, you know, try to – uh, be more uh, budget oriented, and that's why they pick Mulvaney because that's all he problem. talks about. Let me tell you though. I first of all, I don't believe what Trump says, right? Because we, you know, we can go back and forth with a whole lot of things that he said before. That's that's one issue. Secondly, picking Mulvaney, and thank you for giving me that info. I didn't quite realize that, but I think the um, the the Tea Party has always been willing to curb their core beliefs, depending on who is in office. I mean. Uh, if it's one of them, and if if if, uh, if 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 it's him, if if they consider Trump one of them, oh, they will be. They they won't have a problem making an excuse for whatever it is he does. And that's you know, I mean, we're not talking about uh, philosophical purity here with these folks from the Tea Party right back. All these guys that hate budget cuts, they'll hate it until it affects them. You know, I, I I'm I'm here in Kingwood with Tea Party folks and. You ask them what they want, and that what they want costs money. And you know, so um, I don't know if that is a point that I would. Be, I don't know if that is sufficient for me to believe that Donald Trump is going to go in there and try to have some sort of a uh, levity with, or rather, have some sort of a uh, wanting to control the budget expenditures. And uh, now, if you are right, if you are right, and he goes in there and he really becomes a budget hawk. Then we don't have anything to worry about. Economics 101 tells us that the economy will crater. I mean, that's a fact. I mean, he, the, the rich people that got, you know, remember, I, I think that, that, that I read something in the Daily Coast yesterday about 200,000. Uh, uh, some people, once the ACA is repealed, there are a whole lot of the 0.1% that immediately pockets $200,000. And that comes from the amount of money they pay in the, I think the uh, selling their shares, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So um, under that premise, yeah, they'll do very well, but the rest of Americana will do very poorly. So I think if you are right, if what you're saying is correct, from a macroeconomic point of view, the economy will crater because already it does not have enough purchasing power in as much as we have a 4.5% unemployment rate, the purchasing power of Americans have been so reduced because all these jobs are not the high-paying the high paying jobs of before. So, um, look, in as much as we're going to feel a lot of pain, I hope you're right. I don't think on this one you are, but we'll see. John. Well, I, I think that he, he did say he's going to increase the military you know, spending. So, I mean, I, I – you know, you you could be right. I mean, the big difference is is that when Reagan took you know took power in office, the actual GDP uh, ratio to to the uh, to the debt was incredibly uh-huh. low. It was like I don't know. Right. I'm, I'm going off the top of my head, but I, I think it was about 35 yes. percent. And so now you know it's closer to 100. And I, I you know I, I think that I, I'm not a deficit hawk at all. I think this, that the whole thing is totally ridiculous. You look at Japan's economy right now; their mm-hmm. GDP to to uh, to debt ratio is about 200 percent. 
and and their economy is fine. I mean, it's not as great as it was in the the 90s. So I mean, all of this 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 debt talk is just is just something bogus to 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 hurt middle class people, to hurt working class people. I mean, I'm not saying if it gets you know, let's say 250 percent, that I would start being you know more concerned about it. But I mean, if you look at people through uh, countries through history, like I have, you know, in reading uh, Thomas Piketty's book, uh, uh, you know, uh, Capital in the 21st Century, he does a very extensive look. Yeah, I did. Yeah, it's about a thousand pages. Well, I also I bought the CD, and so I, you know, I had this. I played the CDs also, and I put them on my iPod, so when I'm walking, I hear it. So, so I mean, it was kind of a combination of all of that. But I mean, the the point is, is that uh, you know, I I don't know what what the economy is going to do like under Trump, but I, I do know that. Uh, for working class and middle class people, I would be shocked if there was any improvement because that's that's what he's talking about now. That's how he won the vote. He won more, you know, uh, lower working class and and, right. and middle class votes because. But it was all it wasn't. I mean, yes, it was to a degree. Their their purchasing power is down and inequality is down. And Bernie Sanders made great points on Monday night about the shift of power from from the working right. class and the middle class to the top one percent, and all that's very valid. But you know, it wasn't any more valid than it was in 2012. 2012 it was worse. He just won right. the propaganda wars. That's all yes. there was to it. He convinced people of something. You're right. And. and and so that that's what it amounts to is that you know this all of this propaganda he's able to convince people of something that isn't real and that's the whole Trump philosophy is you know I mean this is also the the Russian philosophy it's all based on misinformation and right. you know somehow we have to combat this misinformation also and i you know you do a good job and i think other people are doing a good job about this but i mean we just we just have to 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 keep talking about this because you know we've talked about this before i mean like how uh, you know what was it? I think Politifact said it was like seventy-four percent of the things that Trump oh, say are lies, yeah. and that we Imagine both agreed that. that it was much higher than that. I mean, he's constantly lying about everything. And no, so you know, John, all... I want to say, John, I want to say well, you're correct. I want to say one thing though, because we're coming close to the end of the show, and the one thing I want to get across to people is that what your your objection in the beginning of, of the show, I think it's important, uh, very important that. Um, to put within the direction of what we need to speak about is the decimation of the social safety net. And we have to, I will be writing more about that in the coming weeks. We have to start telling people what it really means to them on a grassroots basis. In other words, cutting this means this to you, means this to your family, means all of this. We have to point that out. But also I want enough buy-in from people uh, because the comeback to that is, well, elections have consequences. And we need to have people well-schooled into this, however, was a special election. You may not want to use the undemocratically illegitimate president meme that I believe we should use. You may not want to use that, but you can use a lot of the concepts that I believe in, that you believe in, as to why uh, this isn't so. Because I think you have to have a comeback to election have consequences. You have to have a comeback that we won. That you know, so I mean, I think that is important. But go ahead and give me a closer, my friend. 
Okay, yeah, I just uh, about the ACA. I think what you were talking about before. I think there was a zero point one percent is gonna is gonna save one hundred and ninety seven thousand dollars a year. The one percent, if the ACA is passed, will save thirty three thousand dollars a year, right. and that is atrocious, and it will hurt. You know, I mean, I think my sign is going to say thousands will die from ACA repeal. You know, 29 million, 29.8 million will lose their health insurance. 52 million. This is your time that I ask you to make a comment. But now I just remember you told me that you're going to, to a uh, thing at Cornyn's place, right? Can I ask a favor of you? Okay. I'd like to use your, your camera and take some pictures of what you see out there. And not only that. I would like to see a picture with you with your sign because as one of the regulars on my show, I want to highlight you in one of my show's blogs, okay? All right. I'll try doing that. Please do that. Thank you. Continue, my friend. Yeah, and so, you know, again, just, you know, I, I really want to focus also on the emoluments clause because this is the way that we can bring Trump down. What he's doing is – is is totally against the Constitution. It, it is an impeachable offense. So I'm really happy with Elizabeth Warren. I hope Bernie Sanders, uh, you know, signs on to this Emoluments Act uh, that I think uh, Chris Coons and uh, a few other people besides Elizabeth Warren is, is spearheading it. And you right. know, and we this this is a legitimate way. He is in 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 uh, going against the Constitution. It is an impeachable offense. And we should do that. Thank you very much, John. I got to go from here. Folks, thank you very much for listening to uh, uh, Politics Done Right with Egberto Willis today. But before I go, I want to tell folks, we have to maintain, uh, you know, I don't want to talk about hope because sometimes hope has sort of that smooshy feeling. Uh, we have to go out there and make things happen. Like I keep telling you every. Uh, our revolution is going to be instrumental as well as other organizations. I'm not telling you all that you must go to our revolution, but I'm suggesting that you go sign up with ourrevolution.com. And one of the reasons why is as we do more things, as we have things that we're going to be affected, that will be the, ma the manner in which we get it to you. Here in Texas, we are sort of your test bed uh, where we've divided in regions and intend to get a whole lot done. So no despair we are going to eventually get what we need to get done, done. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. Thank you so kindly for spending this time with me. Remember to go to the page Politics Done Right with Egberto Willis and like the page. And also, please remember to share these videos. And let folks know that there is more out there, more out there, more information out there, you guys have a wonderful Saturday and happy holidays, my friend. Thank you, everybody that's been here.